When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is ESPN Radio. If you're watching us this morning on ESPN2 or on ESPNU, you will see the gleaming face of Andre Snellings, who was just beaming during that Cincinnati Bengals Joe Cool mashup because of all the sound bites that we put together throughout Joe Burrow's entire very, very cool career. That dude is cool. Amber Wilson, Andre Snellings with you this morning. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. What's up, Dre? You were incredibly tickled during that mashup. What the deal? So I'm saying he's so cool that he made the Bengals cool. I've been a Bengals fan my entire life. They've never been cool. Like, there's never been a time that people that weren't Bengals fans, I guess maybe Icky Woods, if you're old enough back in the, you know, in the 80s, people like to see that dance. But other than that, no one that's not a Bengals fan has ever cared about the Bengals as much as they do now that Joe Burrow is there. Uh, he is cool. I will give you that. Uh, cooler than the other side of the pillow. He <laughs> also said in that mashup of sound bites, which is my favorite of the Joe Burrow clips, when he says, I make too much money for these to be fake, talking about his change, he needs to take a page out of Chad Ochocinco's book, right? Because mm-hmm. Ochocinco said after his career that all of his stuff used to be fake. Yeah. But it's because you don't want to lose it on the playing field. You don't want to lose it at practice, which, by the way, like I have no idea how any of these dudes ever put the you know, 10 carat rocks in their ears and then go out and play a sport. Yeah. It's bizarre to me. However, that's what these guys do in that world, right? So I do like the move there of Ocho Cinco where everything that he wore throughout his career was fake because he was so rich, you wouldn't assume it was fake. That's right. what you're supposed to do. When you're loaded... No one's going to call you. Everyone's going to think like you could have the cheapest diamonds ever and everyone's going to think it's real. Like that's the move. That's how the rich get richer, Joe. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You know, and he's about to be much richer whenever much. this contract extension is signed. So, much, much. you know, uh, yeah. I, I guess those are the first world problems that, uh, that, that people like uh, me don't have. You can find him on social at Professor Dr. Z. You can find me as well at Amber W Sports. Couple uh, doctors over here cutting it up, right? Andre <laughs> Snellings, if you're not familiar with him, he is one of our senior NBA writers. I say he's my favorite NBA writer. Now, do I say that to all the NBA writers? Andre <laughs> Snellings will never know. But no, actually, your I'll writing, take it as is, a compliment. Your writing is actually my favorite uh, of the NBA writers. That's well, how fantastic you. you are as a writer. However, you've had an incredibly interesting career <laughs> before you got into this thing it involved neuroscience you've been a professor you have a phd i I thought my life was a little interesting i'm over here with the esquire after my name (laughs) as a lawyer and you here at espn you show me up Hey, you know, I'm, I'm trying to be the most interesting man in the world. You know, um, I grew up with the name Andre and I became a doctor. So I've been hearing Dr. Dre for a really, really long time. And so is I had to live up to it. Is that why you became a real talk? Is that why you became a doctor? <laughs> that is not why I became a doctor. <laughs> but, you know, um, I always say that uh, Dr. Dre can have my PhD for half of his billion dollars. <laughs> 
I don't think he needs it. No, I don't think he does. I think he's doing just fine. Everyone's calling him doctor either way, Mm -hmm. even if he didn't earn it. Joe Burrow, uh, he's that dude. He also doesn't need any money because like you mentioned, it's coming his way no matter what happens here with this calf strain. He will be the next quarterback to get an extension, and he'll probably be the highest paid quarterback in the entire NFL. I wonder, because we do have that issue with the contract hanging over our heads, even though not much has been made about it with Joe Burrow, because everybody just assumes, hey, the Bengals are going to have to pay that guy. And also he's there. He's at training camp, even though he's got the calf strain. So clearly he's not participating. I do wonder, though, is that what's happening here with this calf strain or is there more to it? And is this calf strain more severe than we initially realized? Here is the head coach, Zach Taylor of the Cincinnati Bengals on the latest on Burrow. He's been great in the meetings, you know, and he does his work with with the trainers and with Joey Bose. Um, so we'll just continue to progress that. Timeline still the same as it has been. Was there an update on what you expect from him? Well, I mean, the timeline is several weeks from when I said several weeks. So we'll just remain. We'll let that play out. So they're letting it play out. He's being pretty mum, which you would expect from Zach Taylor. It for me. It had the undertones there of he's in the building, he's in the building, he's in the building, everything with the contract is okay. Yeah, I mean, so first of all, that was a bar, you know. The the timeline is several weeks from when I said it was several weeks from. You know, mm-hmm. I, I, I did like that answer from from Taylor. So here's the thing. Um, everybody that's a Bengals fan, heart skips seven beats when, when we saw uh, Burrow limping around on the field. And... I mean, on on Twitter X or whatever we calling it, uh, Achilles was trending and it was just like, oh, my gosh, the season that we thought was going to be maybe the most special in, in Bengals history is over before it begins. So once they said calf strain, the relief was so strong that I think a lot of people didn't really think about how serious a calf strain can be. You know, we talk about the NBA, Carl Anthony Towns, he had a calf strain in like October of last year. And he didn't really come back till like April. So calf strains, depending on how severe they are, they they can be a really long lasting injury. So the hope is that this is a mild one with Burrow, um, a, a level one, a grade one, so to speak. And those are the type that could be back in several weeks, potentially around the start of the season. But much like Jamar Chase, I'm not really concerned if Burrow is playing full bore in week one as long as he's able to do that by week 17 my understanding is a strain is a tear and when you hear the word strain instead of you know something like a break or a rupture you feel like it's good news but Mm -hmm. if it's a grade one it feels like okay news if it's a grade four like you were talking about torn torn right so that ain't good news and we don't have that information Not having that information here leads me to believe two things. The first thing that it leads me to believe is maybe this is more severe than a grade one. Because I do feel like if it was a grade one, that we would have more information. However, the other component of this is that contract that's hanging out there. And if I'm Joe Burrow, I'm not stepping back on a football field until I have that extension in place. I think he's doing all the right things. He's showing the leadership. He's in the facility. There's there's no hold in that's happening here or hold out. But also, he's aided in that regard now so to speak, by the calf strain. He doesn't need to hold in or hold out. He has the perfect excuse not to actually be out there practicing. So even if it is a grade one, Dre, Mm -hmm. if I'm Joe Burrow, that front office needs to get me back on the field, not just my calf. Yeah, I feel that. It's it's an interesting dynamic, though, um, because I think that Bengals fans tend to really want to see Burrow as the highest paid player in the NFL, even if it's for 15 minutes, just – for the sake of, hey, we've got a guy that was the top paid player in the NFL. 
Burrow's never given the sense that he's particularly concerned about it. And I know we call him Joe Cool, but his interviews seem to be more about how are, is his contract going to be structured so that the Bengals can keep Jamar Chase next year, that they can keep T. Higgins this year. They've already signed some of their best defensive players. So I don't, I don't really anticipate there's much acrimony there. I don't think that Burrow is concerned about, you know, getting the deal done, but the timing of this injury does just make it easier. Just, you know what, let's get this taken care of. And then afterwards I can come out and and be the Joe cool that I've been for the last few years. I agree. This situation has been very, very quiet compared to several of the other situations. When we've seen tries guys trying to get extensions, right. Trying to get contracts. This is not a Lamar Jackson situation. And I don't expect this to turn into a Lamar Jackson situation, but it is weird at this point. Like it's becoming a little weird, Andre, Mm -hmm. right. Where he hasn't gotten the extension yet. We saw Jalen hurts, get it out of the same draft. We saw Justin Herbert, get it out of the same draft. Joe Burrow would be the next guy that you would expect to get it because I don't think any of us think Tua is getting it out of that same draft in terms of those first round quarterbacks. It is Joe Burrow. He was drafted at the top of that draft and he has certainly earned here his next extension on that rookie contract. So it's a little strange to me that it hasn't yet gotten done just because it feels pretty cut and dry. And maybe the Bengals were waiting or Joe Burrow's camp Bengals shouldn't have been waiting. Joe Burrow's <laughs> like they should have been trying to pay that dude before everybody else got paid, so that the other guys couldn't set the market. Maybe from Joe Burrow's perspective, he was totally fine being patient because his management team and his agent is thinking, let's figure out where the market goes with Jalen and Justin, and then we're going to hop ahead of all of those guys. And even with Lamar, frankly, we'll hop ahead of all of those guys. And you mentioned it, the way that this quarterback market works, he'll be the highest paid player in the league. It'll last two minutes, and then somebody else will become the highest paid player in the league. In the great circle of life. Uh, yeah, well, no, I don't know if that's our circle of life, <laughs> but it's their circle of life. Yeah, but their nice, circle of life. Nice to be one of the best football players in the entire world, as the voice of Andre Snelling's Amber Wilson. You can watch Watch us on ESPN, too. You can listen to us on ESPN Radio. So Joe Burrow is not practicing with the team right now, but he is there. He is in the building. He has that calf strain. I don't think we're going to get any information on the calf strain until we actually get to the season. My expectation of the timeline is that we do get a a deal in place between these two before the start of the regular season. And then we actually get a real idea here how serious this is. And I don't think Joe Burrow's starting at the beginning of the season because I'm just starting to get the sense that it's a bit more serious. But here's the thing for your Bengals, Dre. I don't think it matters. Right? I mean, Joe Burrow is, of course, of the most paramount importance to the success of Cincinnati. But because of that, take your time with this. I think it was Jamar Chase who said, I don't need to see him till week five. Mm-hmm. I kind of agree with Chase in that regard, right? Like, yeah. take your time, rest this thing, even if it's not a grade four strain. Rest this thing. He has had injuries all over the place. We just showed a graphic on ESPN2, if you're watching us, of the injuries from every season. It's not catastrophic injuries, but it's been a lot of injuries like this one that make an appearance in training camp. He goes into the season with something that's a little tweaked. And on this list of injuries that they're showing us from 2020, 2021, 22, 23, the multiple torn ligaments, the suffered uh, dislocated pinky finger, all these sorts of stuff, other strains that he suffered in his career. They don't even have the appendix thing on this list of injuries for Joe Burrow when he had that surgery. So they need to take their time here. This is a quarterback. I'm not saying he has durability issues. I'm not suggesting that. It's the NFL. There are injuries all over the place. This guy, you cannot lose this guy. If you want to make it back to a Super Bowl, give him time. Absolutely. And first of all, he gets hit a lot. Like in his first few seasons, 
Yeah, y'all need to clean that sacked. up, by the way. Yeah, you know, so hopefully last season they tried to revamp the offensive line. And once the season got going, it seemed like they played better, but then they had injuries at the end. Mm-hmm. They revamped it again this year with Orlando Brown Jr. So the, the, the hope is that finally we can keep him standing upright once he gets back on the field. I don't think it's catastrophic if Joe Burrow's not available at the beginning of the season. The first five games for this team, and this is why Jamar Chase, I think, referenced week five, the first five games. They're at the Browns, Ravens, Rams, Titans, Cardinals. There are some tough matchups there. Maybe not the Cardinals being the toughest of matchups. So is that the game that we see Joe Burrow try to make a comeback? We'll see. Either way, Joe Burrow certainly needs to be healthy and be available for your Cincinnati Bengals this season. Coming up next, how many quarterbacks are facing a make-or-break season? ESPN Radio is also on the ESPN app. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C, ebikes.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. This is ESPN Radio. How many quarterbacks as we are, what, 28, 27 days away from the kickoff of the NFL season? How many quarterbacks is this a make or break season for? Amber Wilson, Andre Snellings hanging out with you on ESPN2 and on ESPN Radio. You can tell a lot, Dre, about a person by their Starbucks order. And I heard you <laughs> right there on the break. And you were telling Pat Costello your Starbucks order, which is a large, which here, here's what I can tell you about you. It was a large caramel macchiato. Yes, it and was. that tells me two things. That tells me, first of all, you're not a Starbucks aficionado. aficionado? Fish, you know what I'm trying to say here. <laughs> it's really early in the morning. The point is you're no Starbucks expert because it's not a large, it's a venti. It's a venti, oh, yes. right? Okay, so, so that's the first thing that I know about you. And then the second thing that I now know about you from revealing your Starbucks order as a caramel macchiato is that you like things that are sweet. <laughs> Andre Snelling's like yes. his, likes his sweetness. So, yes, excellent insight. Um, <laughs> I am not a coffee drinker. And so when I decided to try to get a coffee from Starbucks for the first time, 
uh, Wale had a song out, uh, Lotus Flower, uh, Flower Bomb. And one of the lines is caramel macchiato something something in a work. And so literally that was why I ordered that the first time I went to Starbucks. And it was good. It so, so I was like, why change a good thing? Oh, my gosh. That is hilarious. Oh, all right. Well, you're taking your advice from your Starbucks advice, your coffee order from music. I've heard crazier things before. That is not, not so much life. my speed. Hey, I have- uh, real quick, Trey, uh, do you want uh, cream or milk or anything? <laughs> I'm still trying to get this order down. Um, I think if you just say caramel macchiato hot, then, hot, then, then you know, other than that, I'm basic. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Basic. Yeah, well, actually, that is a pretty basic order. You mm-hmm. need to just go full like pumpkin latte in, in the fall <laughs> and, and you will be uh, as basic be as it as it gets. My Starbucks order. I'm one of the I'm like more snooty with Starbucks because Uh-oh. I am uh, one of these that spends way too much money a year on Starbucks. I actually was proud of myself yesterday afternoon. I was feeling like I need a, a little boost, right? a little coffee in, in this morning show grind. And I'm driving and I'm driving by a Starbucks. And I had an internal conversation with myself about how that thing is charging me like $8 for a coffee <laughs> when it costs them 20 seconds, 20 cents to make. Absolutely. And I took my butt home and I made my own coffee for once. And it, well, did, right. it was not the same. It was not the same. <laughs> it was not the same. That's it not was, where I thought you were going to finish that. <laughs> it was not the same. Sometimes the money is worth it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Andrea Stellix, Amber Wolf. At ESPN Radio is presented to you by Progressive Insurance. So how many quarterbacks here are in a make-or-break season? Let's run through some of these names, Dre. Let's start with Jordan Love, a quarterback, obviously. Big, big shoes to fill. He ain't a rookie, even though it kind of feels like a rookie season there for Jordan Love. Is it make-or-break? Absolutely. It definitely is. There's, there's really not... He probably has the most make-or-break season of anybody in the NFL. He's trying to follow Aaron Rodgers. And on top of that, He's been there for several years, so he's almost at the end of his rookie deal now. So I know they did the little contract restructure to try to be able to keep him for another year without having to go through all of the the, the negatives of, of will they or won't they. But if it doesn't work for him this year, they're going to bring in another guy uh, for the following season. So definitely make or break. Uh, for me, it's actually not. And here's why. Because you mm. mentioned there the very short. They gave him a very, very short extension. And that's not great news, I don't mm. think, for Jordan Love. It wasn't any sort of, in terms of years or money, it wasn't a very significant extension there compared to what we normally see with quarterbacks coming off of their rookie deals, if, in fact, the organization feels good about you. They did not pick up his fifth-year option and instead did that little mini short extension. What that tells me is there's still real questions there. So, yes, It is absolutely an evaluation period for Jordan Love. The only place I'll disagree with you is that I think it's a make or break two seasons for Jordan Uh, Love. So next year, it's to me, it's make or break. This year, I think that they're going to give him the leeway of two years by just sort of by the way they structured that extension, and just because they realize probably there or I hope at least I don't think that fan base realizes because they've been spoiled with Brett Favre and and Aaron Rodgers. So I don't know how they're gonna how they're gonna accept some change there and some growing pains, assuming that they get that from. Jordan Love, but I do think the organization itself probably recognizes he's going to need a little bit of time. Let's be a little bit patient with this guy. I think it'll give you two, a two-season experience with Jordan Love. Justin Fields, make or break? I do not think so because I think he showed enough last season to take that edge off that we were just talking about with Jordan Love. I think that Fields, personally, I think he's on the verge of a breakout season, so I think this will be a moot point, but if he struggles a little bit, I don't think it'll be so much of an issue because especially if he struggles a little bit with his arm, his legs are so electric that I expect him to just keep getting better as a player. 
I, I think that it could be if he comes out and falls on his face. I, I do think maybe there's something to the fact that, you know, Ryan Poles didn't draft and neither did Matt Eberflus, right? It's been a big turnover there since the time that Justin Fields was drafted. I don't think it's going to turn out to be a make or break season because I think that Fields has a lot of promise. I also think that the Bears showed some commitment to believing that Fields is the guy moving forward or they would not have traded away that, that number one overall pick. So I think like that's the moment where you feel like, okay, they feel good here about Justin Fields as their franchise quarterback. I think it would take a big flop from him for them to decide we need to move in a different direction. And it's entirely possible. I don't expect it. I think he's wildly talented, even on what's been a bad Bears team now for years. Mac Jones, make or break? Mac (laughs) Mac Jones. Who? Yeah, um, definitely make or break because – we saw last year when Belly Zappi came in and started getting some wins that the pressure started building up. You started seeing him get a little hot under the collar. There were questions about whether he was going to play or not. This is year three. If he's not showing it by now, then I think that the Patriots are going to have to move on because they still have the post-Brady, is Belichick going to be able to, to show that he's still the guy, things going on. He's going to need a quarterback, and if it's not going to be Mac Jones, then it's going to be somebody else. I agree with you. I think this is make or break for Mac Jones. You had a good rookie season there. He ends up a Pro Bowl alternate. Then his OC leaves. Bill thinks that he's smarter than the rest of us, so he doesn't even really have an OC. He's bringing in defensive guys to fill that void. It doesn't go well in year two for Mac Jones, certainly not compared to year one. Year three, though, is when quarterbacks often take a step forward anyways, and now you have a good bonafide OC back in place to help that quarterback. I think that this is the year. If he looks more like Mac Jones in year two and less like Mac Jones in year one, I think the New England Patriots end up moving on from him as their starter. Trey Lance? I mean, that's like a trick question because, yeah, but is he even going to play, right? right. Like, if, if this is Brock Purdy's team, then I don't know that Trey Lance has the opportunity to make or break. But mm-hmm. he's another one that he's coming into the third season that gave up so much to go, to go up and get him. But he seems like he's kind of already lost the job. And so, I mean, yeah, make or break. But if you're on the bench, I don't know how you do either one. It seems like he's already lost the job to Brock Purdy and also maybe lost the job as a backup to Sam Darnold. Cause I could see Sam Darnold being the number two there in San Francisco, Brock being one. And again, then we kind of have Trey as third on the depth chart, which is sort of what ends up happening with Jimmy Garoppolo and Brock Purdy last season to Trey Lance. I agree with you. I guess it's make or break. I just don't know if he's ha- going to have the opportunity to make it or to break it. And why? And frankly, why would he? It's not fair. He's getting Wally pipped here, but why would he? Because if Brock Purdy is healthy at the beginning of the season, he's been totally cleared at this point with that elbow injury, so it feels like he's going to be healthy at the start of the season. Why wouldn't you go with the guy who had such an incredible stretch down the end of the season, came out of nowhere, but had such a great... Uh, it showed such great talent in, in being able to run Kyle Shanahan's offense. I think that you have to, if you're the 49ers, you have to roll with what was working. Brock Purdy was working for you, and you've got to move forward with that. If it ends up working for you again this season, why are you going to end up giving Trey Lance a a shot? I mean, the only reason Trey Lance is going to get a shot in that scenario is because of where you drafted him. But you kind of can make up for all of that if Mr. Irrelevant turns out to be your franchise quarterback. We'll all sort of forget about those assets you traded away to trade up and get Trey Lance. 
For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This is ESPN Radio. Hey, let's go do our job, man. NFL Nation Two-A-Day. Time is here. On ESPN Radio, the Buffalo Bills. 58, go. This is Elena Getzenberg covering the Bills, and the biggest storyline for Buffalo going into training camp is how and if the Bills' offense can take a step forward in year two under Ken Dorsey. The Bills' offense was inconsistent in the second half of the 2022 season. Going into this year, the front office addressed some of the issues by adding to the skill positions and the interior of the offensive line. The lingering question, though, is if those additions were enough, with teams effectively taking away Stefan Diggs at times last year, leading in part to some lingering frustration. Quarterback Josh Allen said that he needs to adjust his game to avoid turnovers and to stay as healthy as possible, including making better decisions on when to take hits. Countdown to kickoff with NFL Nation Two-A-Days on ESPN Radio. We're finally at the part of Two-A-Days where we get to talk about really good teams. Because I feel like the way that they stack Two-A-Days around here in Andre, and I have no proof, but it felt like early on in Two-A-Days we were breaking down maybe not the best teams <laughs> in the NFL. And now, now we're getting to the big boys here with the Buffalo Bills. You heard it there from Elena. I mean, not a ton of moves in the offseason. And why would you, right, if you're the mm-hmm. Buffalo Bills? You don't need to make a ton of moves. Now, the Buffalo Bills have found, them, have found themselves there, even though they are AFC contenders every season with Josh. Allen the previous four seasons winning 47 games over that stretch they haven't been able to climb over that mountain of the Kansas City Chiefs in the postseason so you need to tweak some things some small moves here and there but you are a championship contending team here each and every season you don't need to do anything drastic you hopefully will have a healthy Von Miller this season to help that defense a key piece that we thought was going to be so integral to their success last season and it didn't pan out because of that injury I feel good about the Buffalo Bills what I don't feel great about if I'm the Buffalo Bills is the fact that although you've been good here the past few seasons, you've unfortunately given time to the Jets and the Miami Dolphins to catch up a bit in that AFC East. Yeah, the the Jets and the Dolphins in the AFC East and just the AFC, like Mm -hmm. from top to bottom, you know, with the Chiefs and the Bengals at the top and, you know, the Bills ran into both of them in the last two years and lost to both of them. That can't be a good feeling for a team that really, I think, felt like last year was their year. That was the year that they were going to, you know, slay the dragon and and get over and pass the Chiefs. And instead, you have th- this other team come in and, and surpass I me mean, because they really got mollywopped by the Bengals in the playoffs. So mm-hmm. I agree with you that they didn't need to make a lot of changes because they're really good. But they definitely have some pressure that, hey, it's been a couple years now. It's time to go ahead and, and, and get up that mountain and not just stay at that one hit away stage. 
You heard Elena say that they did upgrade the interior of that O-line, and that appeared to be the big focus for them in the offseason. It's been a consistent theme here for the Buffalo Bills. Buffalo added four guards to the roster from a season ago. Two of their interior blockers have extensive starting experience in McGovern and Edwards, and then they used that second-round pick on a third in Torrance. They also used a pick on uh, Dalton Kincaid. And so you're talking about some help, a a weapon to take over the slot there for Josh Allen. Kincaid kind of fell into their laps there in the first round of that draft. That could end up being a huge weapon for Josh Allen. I think that that might have been one of the more underrated picks in this entire NFL draft. So it feels like they spent their focus here in the offseason on boosting things a little bit for Josh Allen, right? Giving him another another weapon there to utilize, giving him better protection, keeping Josh Allen healthy, that is always going to be first and foremost. And some of that has to be on Josh Allen himself because the way that he plays the game, when he gets outside that pocket, like there's only so much that O-line can do when you are outside the pocket and you are inviting that level of contact <laughs> that he invites when you're lowering your shoulders you're actually going after it right like you like all of a sudden you're playing defense that's where you get concerned if you're a buffalo bills fan we've heard him talk here the last couple of years about trying to change that game a little bit recognizing hey, i'm the quarterback i gotta be a little bit more careful with myself and my body but i like generally the small tweaks that the bills have made here i have no reason to think that the bills won't be at the top of the afc again this year but that conference is absolutely loaded and i'm not saying like they're going to be the one seed i'm saying like you know top like there's several teams here <laughs> that i would put at the top of a very very stacked afc definitely definitely and you know, to your point you just made, Josh Allen plays quarterback like a linebacker. And mm-hmm. linebackers tend to have more padding and uh, not have as many consequences if they take so many hits over time as quarterbacks do. So Allen is having the same conversation that we get with every quarterback that can run. You know, I remember when it was Cam Newton. I remember it was Lamar Jackson. It's like, okay, uh, do we need him to run less this season? And I think the thing with Allen, and I heard someone else say this a little while ago, is we need him to run more efficiently, more effectively. If it's third and six and he's the only way that they can get a first down and it's the difference between them winning a game and losing a game, okay, go ahead, put your head down and and do what you have to do. If it's, you know, second and four in the the, the first half of a, a, a October game, Maybe you don't try to put your shoulder down and run over the the defensive end of the other team. You know, it's just he has to make better decisions because last year that is when everything changed. When his, you know, he started having his injury issues, the bills weren't as good and it it just kind of carried through for the rest of the season. So they have to have him healthy to have any chance to stay near the top of that loaded AFC. In terms of the defense there in Buffalo, Leslie Frazier taking a year off from coaching. McDermott's going to be calling the plays uh, on a full-time basis in 2023. They brought back Jordan Poyer. They added Taylor Rapp. That offers an upgrade there to that defensive backfield. So small, like I said, these small these small little things that we'll see how they play out in the regular season could end up mattering. What also could end up mattering for the Buffalo Bills, Andre, is that schedule because it ain't easy. 
crazy. I mean, that first place schedule, and this is what happens when you find yourself at the top of a conference and at the top of divisions, it does not look like a walk in the park for the Bills this season. They will face what looks like a pretty talented NFC East. They also are going to be faced, forced to face their own divisional opponents six times in 2023. And we just talked about what that AFC East looks like now. Bengals, they've got on their schedule. They've got the Chiefs. They've got the Chargers. I mean, all of these games that Buffalo is facing on that first place schedule is going to be a very difficult one. And that's what happens. That's what happens when you're at the top. And it's what happens when everybody else in that entire conference is also getting better around you. So I think that level of competition, I think those small tweaks, it's going to serve them well. I don't have many concerns here, like I said, with the Buffalo Bills. If Josh Allen can stay healthy, for me, he's still a top three quarterback in the league. I know there's been much made of that here. He's a bit more controversial in terms of accuracy. And some people just feel like, hey, because he can't get past KC in the postseason. Like, what has he actually done? Because the expectations always are a Super Bowl for that Buffalo Bills team. I think Josh Allen is that dude. I think that they'll once again be at the top of the AFC. But if they do run into problems here and if they disappoint again, I think it's going going to be exhaustion from that schedule all season long and from what's happening around them in the AFC, the competition level. Yeah, I mean, and so to me, I'm old enough that I remember the Bills in the 90s or the Denver Broncos in the 80s with Elway. Like, mm-hmm. they're, they're one of those teams that's always really good now. I expect them to be really good every year, but they have not quite broken through to the promised land, and I feel like that kind of does put a cap and put some pressure on them, especially when you lay out that schedule, they need to play well and continue to play well. We, we, we've seen some signs of cracking already with the whole Stefan Diggs issue coming uh, off of the, the way that they lost last season. He was so angry and it seemed to carry over into the off season. I, I don't think that they're a team that can start off one in five and feel good that they're going to get to the promised land this year. They, they have to get off to a fast start and keep playing well because otherwise I, I think we can start seeing more of those cracks. Coming up next here on ESPN2 and on ESPN Radio, Amber Wilson and Andre Snellings with you. We love when you join the conversation. Triple H, say ESPN. Who is it a make or break season for this year in the NFL? Plus, as CJ Stroud takes the field, which first year starter are you most excited to watch? We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit... Your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 
This is ESPN Radio. As we head into the NFL season in less than a month now, it is so close that we can taste it. Amber Wilson, Andre Snellings, ESPN Radio is presented to you by Progressive Insurance. We love when you join the conversation. 888-SAY-ESPN-888-729-377. Whoa. You don't have to dump that, Pat, because that was a Freudian slip. Hopefully the FCC is not up this early. I don't know what's on my mind this morning. Let's go to the phone line, Triple H. Say ESPN. I don't Let's know if we can call moving. that phone line. <laughs> right. Uh, the, not the 1-800 phone line, a 1-800 phone line. Chris is calling us from Indiana. Hey, Chris, who is it a make or break season for? Just real quick. I mean, Jim Garoppolo, I know he's not in the best situation with the Raiders, but what do you guys think about him? He's not going to be there long. Team's not really going anywhere with being a threat. But what about Jimmy? So I think that's an interesting one, Andre, because Jimmy Garoppolo is obviously a player that has had durability concerns. And I think that's first and foremost with Jimmy. There's some weirdness too. Like, is he going to be ready here to go? What is he going to look like in a totally new offense? Is he a system quarterback? And we're talking about a guy who's been to a Super Bowl, right? Who's had success, who's won the conference championships. And yet we're still questioning it because of that Kyle Shanahan system. And because then we see Jimmy Garoppolo, who still looked good last season before the injury but he goes down and we see Mr. Irrelevant come in and then he looks great and does everybody look great in that system what is it going to look like in a new uniform there in Vegas I do think to some semblance maybe it's make or break a bit for Jimmy Garoppolo's future as a starter in the league I think more importantly it's make or break for the head coach of the Las Vegas Raiders I think really that's where the pressure is in Josh McDaniels not necessarily Jimmy Garoppolo but there's some pressure here for him to prove himself that he's not a system quarterback for Kyle Shanahan with the success that he's had in the NFL. Definitely. And I think you made the great point when you said his future as a starter, because Garoppolo is going to be in the league for 10 more years. Oh, yeah. The question is, is he going to get another starting gig? And the one he got this offseason with the Raiders is on one of those teams that very well might not necessarily be trying to win this year anyway. Um, so the question becomes, if he if he plays well enough to quote unquote make it, I think success looks like him continuing to be the starting quarterback the following year. I, I don't know if, if he has another injury year or he just isn't that impressive. I don't necessarily expect that to be the case. Triple H, say ESPN. Arnell calls us from Harlan. Hey, Arnell, go ahead. Who's the make it break year for? Good morning. All Am I saying your name right? Yes, Arnell. Okay. okay, perfect. All right. Today, I like to say uh, I'm Cowboys fan first and foremost. Um, but all the pressure is on Dak Prescott. Um, the problem with Dak is if you haven't done it in eight years, he's not going to do it. And the second problem with the Cowboys is they're trying to make backup quarterbacks into legitimate star quarterbacks. Danny White, Tony Romo, now Dak Prescott. It's not going to happen. That's why we haven't won in 25 years. All due to Jerry Jones. <laughs> uh, you know, it's funny because Dak gets that kind of heat. He's getting that kind of heat from a Dallas Cowboys fan there from Arnell on that call. And yet Dak Prescott was voted in the NFL's top 100, which is voted on 
Andre by the actual players around the league. He was voted as eighth, I think, the eighth best quarterback in the NFL. His colleagues have a lot of respect for him. He's been doing it for many years. Yes, he's been in the league for a long time. He's not won a conference championship. He's not even been to one. He hasn't won a Super Bowl, and that's the expectations for that squad. But that ain't all on Dak, right? I mean, Dak's pretty good over the years by the numbers. Is he Patrick Mahomes? No. Is he ever going to be Patrick Mahomes? No. Is he a solid quarterback? Yes. Is the grass always greener on the other side? side if you're the Dallas Cowboys no he's looking for an extension it's a contract year in that regard for Dak Prescott I expect a pretty good season from him he's got to clean up the interceptions 15 interceptions last season was unacceptable he knows that but I'm a bit higher on Dak than most people yeah um my man brought up Danny White I know he was the quarterback when I was a kid like (laughs) wow but yeah no I mean you make a great point about Dak Prescott he's played well you know the guy says he's been there eight years. He's played well for most of that eight years, and he got better and better and better. And then he maybe hit a plateau in the, in the last season or two, and those interceptions last year were a problem. And they are something that, A, he needs to clean up, but he needs to clean up without losing his aggression because he still needs to be able to push the ball down the field if the Cowboys are going to have the type of success that Arnell from Harlem wants them to have. Also, he needs to be healthy because that's been a problem here the last few years for Dak, too. And I wonder if that's why you didn't see some of that mobility that you used to see from him outside of the pocket and evading some of that pressure, maybe lessening some of those mistakes. We'll see what Dak Prescott looks like this season. This season, he is certainly the starting quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. Juwan is calling us from Ohio. Hey, Juwan, who do you have? Uh, I have Josh Allen. But just for the record, I want to make everybody know that I'm not a Cowboys fan. I always predicted that last week. I mean, the other day, and a lot of people called in and gotten their feelings because the numbers are the exact same. And Zach, like you said, Amber, was hurt for a year and a half. So if you look at Josh Allen and Dash Prescott's numbers, they're the exact same. I hate the Cowboys. I'm not a Cowboys fan. I'm just saying be fair is fair. And another one your callers called in and said Dak's um, players don't respect him. Stefan Diggs don't respect Josh Allen at all. It took him six months to make an apology. So let's just be fair and be clear here. That's why I'm saying the callers that call in just – they just hate Dak Prescott. I just come to a defense. Let's definitely Josh Allen. He's been in the year just this is when Dak starts taking heat going to his seventh year. Josh Allen can't get it done. Quit overrating, please. Thank you. <laughs> Josh Allen's one of those quarterbacks. Like he ends up being a little controversial here. It, even though most people have him as a top three, top five quarterback in the league, easy. Then there's other people that just hate Josh Allen. And it's because he can't. He's it's it's running into the same problem that Dak is running into, frankly, even though most people think Josh Allen's much better than Dak, Andre. But it's that expectation every season now where the Buffalo Bills find themselves as a team that you're supposed to be in a Super Bowl. You're supposed to be in a Super Bowl. What are you doing? You're supposed to be in a Super Bowl. So if you're not in a Super Bowl or you're not winning an AFC championship to get there, then all of a sudden you're this massive failure and you're highly overrated. Yeah, and I mean, and some of that is the the bar that that they set, right? Uh, a couple of years ago in that game against the Chiefs, they had been they were the team that was on the hunt and they seemed like they had finally caught the Chiefs and he was outdueling Patrick Mahomes until the last 13 seconds or whatever mm-hmm. it was. And so I think that that he set the bar there where people were thinking of him as like, okay, this league is really Mahomes and Allen. But he, as we talked about earlier, he kind of got surpassed by Joe Burrow and the Bengals. But more than that, he's running into the same situation that, say, Lamar Jackson has. After Jackson had uh, had that, won that MVP, but the Ravens haven't gotten to the next level. 
people start to look at you differently. So I do think, and I alluded to it last segment, I think that there is a bit of pressure on the Bills because if they don't succeed, I think there's starting to be some impatience and strain uh, with, with them not getting to that next level. It's what happens when you're there and you're at the top, right? And those expectations come. Like, it's good to be in that situation, especially if you're a long-suffering Buffalo Bills fan, and then here's the flip side of that situation. Like, the New York Jets are about to find that out, too, right? Uh, it, these long-suffering fan bases, it's nice for all of a sudden everybody to be paying attention to you and everybody to believe in you. But also, that comes with a lot of expectations, and expectations can lead to disappointment quite easily. So as good as Josh Island is, you're talking about a quarterback that hasn't gotten over that hump, like you said, and then also a quarterback that loves to throw interceptions. I mean, he certainly has had his accuracy issues over the years. I think it was not this past season, but the season before he was tied with Trevor Lawrence for the most interceptions in the entire NFL. So he's controversial in, to that extent as well. I believe that Josh Allen is a top three quarterback in the league. I think that dude is a monster talent. I think the Bills will be just fine. Coming up next, which team is facing a must-win now? or they're going to have to make significant changes next season. This is ESPN Radio. More next. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.